It's 12.01, The Witching Hour. You're listening to WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. You are cleared for departure. Your destination, the late night fright. Commencing transmission in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my horrifically expressive co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. This is the December 21st, 2020 edition of the show in the 196th episode of The Late Night Fright, the show that likes to say, those aren't jitters, those are withdrawals. Have another cup of coffee. It ain't gonna kill you. We are so glad all of you have chosen to join us. Merry Christmas and season's greetings to all of you all around the world. And as always, greetings and salutations to any astral travelers or interdimensional beings who may be tuning into the show or are here in the studio with us. Welcome one and all. We are so glad you're here with us. Faith, we've been in a good mood here in Cozy Corner, haven't we? Yes, we have. What has us feeling so good these days? 2020, the year that wasn't, is almost out of our misery. Jack Frost is nipping at our noses, and Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee Month continues on the show. He does indeed continue tonight with two absolutely fine films. First up is an underrated gem from the Hammer House of Horror, a film that finds our two stars of the month battling a mythological monster. Faith, what is up first? Up first is The Gorgon from 1964. Then we have an absolutely wonderful film from 1972. It's a British-Spanish production. That's a riff on John Campbell's classic novella, Who Goes There? That's a story that became the basis for The Thing. Faith, what is our second feature tonight? Horror Express. Two late-night frights featuring two iconic stars. We might be doing something right. I think we are. Pour yourself a cup of coffee. Put your feet up and get ready to howl at the moon. I am Dan. And I am Faith. You're listening to the Late Night Fright. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsors. We are so glad you're here. We will see you on the other side. Hi, this is Reverend Riga of Reverend Riga's Old Time Religion. You know, in today's fast-paced modern world, religion is a little too slick. A little too suave. Tune in to Reverend Riga's Old Time Religion to get that old-timey feel. That fire and brimstone feel. That wrath of God feel. We want to remind you that just because he made you, he can end you. Reverend Riga's Old Time Religion, every Sunday at 6.30 a.m. only on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Cozy Corner After Dark. Cozy Corner's premier streaming channel for adults of discerning taste. Ooh, baby. Cozy Corner After Dark, featuring the finest softcore erotic films from the halcyon cable days of the 80s, the best of Skinamax in the 90s up until the present. Ooh, baby. Cozy Corner After Dark, celebrating names like Tane McClure, Linnea Quigley, Michelle Bauer, and Shannon Tweed. Ooh, baby. Cozy Corner After Dark, available now. Ooh, baby. You know it. legend and myth known to mankind is not entirely without some truth. It was here, under a full moon, in the little village of Van Dorf, that an ancient legend suddenly terrifyingly came to life. Doctor, you'll perform an autopsy. On a body that's turned to stone?
For 2,000 years, Megara the Gorgon had kept her evil peace. But now this strange, unearthly creature returns to petrify every human being who crosses her path. Starring Peter Cushing as the doctor, did his strange talents direct him to medicine or murder? Christopher Lee as the professor, confronted by a conspiracy of silence that paralyzed a village with terror. Akira died 2,000 years ago. It's her spirit we're concerned with today. It's found a resting place in somebody. With a terrifying realism, she comes to life and brings death to all those who look upon her face. Carla! I am waiting for Carla, Mr. Hines. A monster from myth has returned. One look from the creature leads to agony, torment, and finally death. Her victims are turned to stone. On her head is a crown of snakes, tentacles from her depraved brain. Her name is Magira. She is the Gorgon. Released on October 18, 1964, the Hammer production reunites stars Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing with director Terence Fisher. It had been four years since Cushing and Lee had appeared on screen together, last appearing in Fisher's adaptation of the Sherlock Holmes mystery, The Hound of the Baskervilles. The result is a moody, atmospheric mystery set at the turn of the 20th century, featuring an abandoned castle, a series of murders under the full moon, and a malevolent monster. All in all, a film worthy of the Hammer House of Horror. In a refreshing change of pace, Cushing lets Lee play the hero alongside a cast that includes Barbara Shelley, Richard Pasco, Michael Goodliffe, future Doctor Who, Patrick Troughton, and ballerina Prudence Hyman as the titular Gorgon. Also returning to the fold was composer James Bernard, who had provided the music for the Cushing Lee outings, The Curse of Frankenstein, and The Horror of Dracula. Variety wrote, Though written and directed on a leisurely note, The Gorgon is a well-made direct yarn that mainly gets its thrills through atmosphere. The period storyline is simple and predictable, but John Gilling has turned out a well-rounded piece in Terence Fisher's direction, is restrained enough to avoid any unintentional yucks. Christopher Lee said, beautiful looking picture, but the whole thing fell apart because the effect of the snakes on Magira's head was not sufficiently well done for the climax of the film. Not a memorable film, but it could have been terrific. We think it was. This is Victor French. Faith, let's get right to it. What did you think of the Gorgon from the Hammer House of Horror? I loved, loved, loved this movie. I mean, a lot. <laughs> this was a first time watch for you, wasn't it? They both were, yeah. Both were tonight. Yes. Very good. Very good. Uh, the Gorgon is not one of those that gets mentioned in the pantheon. And of, that's kind of weird to me. It is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. My experience with this movie... Way back in the day, let's say early 90s, uh, days of Monster Vision on TNT. I caught this movie late one night. I think it was Monster Vision on TNT. Sounds about right. And watched it and absolutely fell in love with it. Fell in love with the look of this movie. Yes. And uh, these two guys. Uh, this may have been one of the first Hammer films that I, that I oh, ever nice. saw. Then fast forward to a few years ago, actually, I was watching this Finn Gooley show that comes on MeTV. It was a Saturday night, and it was a really uh, dreary autumn day. It was one of those days that's gray with the blue tint to it, you know mm -hmm, what I'm talking about? And just uh, bone-chilling cold. 
fix myself a cup of coffee. Seven o'clock movie comes on. It was the Gorgon. Hadn't seen it in years. Sat down and watched it. Fell in love <laughs> with the two guys in it and fell in love with the film again. But for some reason, uh, it is not regarded as, as I said, one of the films in the pantheon when you say hammer horror. You talk about the Frankenstein films, the Dracula films, mm-hmm. Curse of the Werewolf. Uh, there's some other films we're going to get to eventually on this show uh, as the 60s become the 70s. But this one is nestled right in there in the middle of their run. And I think this is an absolutely wonderful film. What was it that was speaking to you so much? The story. I really liked the story. I liked just everything about it. I liked uh, the setting. I loved the look. I love... I, I really, I just loved everything about it, start to finish. From the very beginning, there's a shot of the full moon, and there's a shot of an abandoned castle, and I was watching this in preparation for the show, and the first thought I had when I saw, you know, the titles come up and that mm-hmm. music, the, the music. James Bernard score, and I want to make sure that we, we talk about that, because I have a few things I'd like to say about it, and, uh, but the titles come up, and there's the full moon, and just the look of it, it reminds me of something like what that would be in the thriller music video. Yeah. You know, this could have been the movie they were watching in the theater, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson and Ola Ray in that video. But what it, what, I, what I was reminded of, I was like, this is a movie that Charlie Brewster would have been watching in Fright Night, mm-hmm. you know, right? up in his room and the Gorgon would have come on, you know, and, yep. and this is one. And that was me watching this movie <laughs> for the first time and then watching it again, you know, on the, yeah. as, as the kind of late movie, you know. Mm-hmm. This thing has atmosphere to spare. It's, uh, I think the highest compliment I can give this film is maybe any film on the show. This looks like what you think a horror movie should look like. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's a turn of the century, uh, kind of early in the 20th century, but it has that gothic feel to it. Exactly. And you've got the right two guys in it. You know, you've yeah. got the hammer horror stars in it. So you like the story. What is it about the story? Uh, I'll kick this off. I like the fact that we're dealing with a monster that we're not accustomed to seeing Me too. in films. Me too. Clash of the Titans is one I can think of where you see a Gorgon because Medusa is in mm-hmm. Clash of the Titans. I'm sure she pops up or a Gorgon pops up in right. other films. but Well, yeah, but you, obviously everybody knows Medusa. You know, I mean, that's yeah. just a name everybody's heard. But this one's kind of... Not something that a lot of people hear of. Even the Gorgon's kind of something that a lot of people aren't talking yeah. about. So it's kind of cool that that's totally what's you know being spotlighted. And I think it was so cool. I love the idea of being turned to stone. It's so creepy. Kind of reminded me too of the uh, Weeping Angels from the Doctor Who. I was thinking uh, that <laughs> episode. We did an episode on Blink uh, that episode, and mm-hmm. I I don't know that they may not have been influenced by this film mm-hmm. being you know in Britain. Um, very possible because that does that episode did have the feel of an old horror yeah, hammer horror it did. picture. Uh, I I love it because it's it's not a werewolf or a mummy mm-hmm. or or a, or a creature or or a vampire. It's it's its own thing. Yep, and I love the look of uh, the Gorgon. And Christopher Lee didn't <laughs> <laughs> really. He he thought that the special effect of, of the snakes in the head didn't work, and I thought. Yeah, see, I think it adds to the character of the movie. I, I think the and I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was charming, and mm-hmm. it's in its own. And usually, snakes are like a huge no-no for me, but they didn't. Same here. But they didn't like completely creep me out. <laughs> yes, and ballerina Prudence Hyman plays uh, Magira the Gorgon because they wanted her to move very gracefully and have a wraith-like appearance. I feel that they did that. She is very creepy, mm-hmm. and she's very creepy even when she is uh, obscured, like in a mirror or right. in water. There are some really wonderful, frightening little moments in here. Kind of creepy, really yeah. creepy. And uh, I, I think this whole movie is so wonderfully done. And again, it's it, it strikes the tone very early and and mm-hmm. the other thing i really like about it is it's a mystery exactly exactly i i had a thought watching this and see what you think of this the best the movies that we've liked best doing this show mm-hmm. are films that incorporate both horror and mystery yes and i'm thinking of my personal favorite horror film of all time at least you know outside of like the universal stuff mm-hmm. you know um Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. that's a mystery. It is. Because now we all know the story these days. We go watch that movie. Yeah. But if you can take yourself away from it for mm-hmm. a second, it's a mystery. You really don't know what's going on in that movie. Right. You know, uh, American Werewolf in London is has elements mm-hmm. of mystery to it. Yep. 
you know. Yeah. So uh, I think the mystery element really works, and it and it uh, keeps your interest. It does. You know, in the yeah. story, and I think it's really just well done. I, I have a few problems narrative wise with it, but the atmosphere is so good, and the characterizations by the actors are so good that mm-hmm. I'm willing to overlook a few little. I mean, it, and it's nitpicks. I don't even want to get into them, but little little bits where I'm like, yeah, that could be better. Right. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's a fun movie to watch. It is. So, on, this is probably one of my favorites we've done all month, honestly. And, and it's 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 a surprise, isn't it? Because it's it it's a it's a uh, again, it's not one of those that's completely lauded, you know. And mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, let's get into it. two guys. We have our two stars of the month, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. One of the things I like about this is it's such a wonderful change of pace because. Christopher Lee is playing the hero here, mm-hmm. and Peter Cushing is not the hero. Right. <laughs> and he's uh, it's kind of a riff on Baron Frankenstein in a way. He's a yeah. guy with a secret, mm-hmm. but he's not as mean or callous as Baron Frankenstein. And it's another instance where we get to see Peter Cushing was one of the most wonderful actors to ever work on the screen. I don't care that he was working uh, predominantly in horror films. Good acting is good acting. <laughs> no. We've done... What is this? One, two, three. This is our fourth film we've talked about this month with him in it, our fifth overall. And he, he five never, completely different characterizations. And he never disappoints. You know? Never. Never. There was not one moment where I'm like, well, I wish he was doing something, you know. He could have done this. No. There was never a moment. I love every character he's played so far. And I really like this one. I feel like I like his role of him as a doctor for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, Karloff would go on to play mad scientists and doctors quite a bit Mm -hmm. outside of the creature features that he was doing. And uh, in fact, as he got older, he was predominantly playing the mad scientist. And I was thinking about Karloff. I was watching him as the doctor Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. The doctor was something to hide. Right. And uh, boy, he has a, he has a big secret, you know, (laughs) and it's, uh, he's, he's really fantastic in this. And I love the fact that he is not the hero and it's nice to, now we have these three performances. We have Van Helsing, the uh, Victor Frankenstein, and now we have uh, his character here, Namorov, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. And they're all completely different. They are. You can see shades of each other. Right. You mm-hmm. know, but completely different. And again, you go back to his most famous role, Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and completely different from what oh, he's absolutely. doing as Grand Moff Tarkin. And very secretive, very manipulative mm-hmm. uh you could tell he's not on the up and up and it's just a wonderful kind of snaky performance. No pun intended for real, like with that, uh, that he gives here. And I think, I think it's, it's really great, but the kind of interesting performance though, because they switched, you would think it'd be Cushing would be right. the hero. Christopher Lee gets to play the hero here. And there's no doubt that he is the hero of this. Now, he's not in it as much as you would think 35 minutes yeah. from the end. He really comes in can I, can I be scene? honest? Yeah. I almost for a split second forgot he was even in it because we see him in the beginning for like two seconds. For two seconds. And then yeah. I got so involved in the movie and enjoying it. Yeah. When he showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, Christopher Lee's in it. And he shows up. And from that point on, he's really in uh-huh. it. And he's kind of functioning in the Sherlock Holmes yeah. vein of mm-hmm. he's deducing and investigating mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a lot of stature with him as one would expect from Christopher Lee. Right. And uh Wonderful. My favorite scene with Christopher Lee, because uh, there's the scene earlier in the movie where uh, the artist father shows up and the villagers uh, try to run him out of town. And Christopher Lee tells Patrick Trofton, who would go on to play Doctor Who, uh, he says, you know, I dare them to come and try that with me. And you know, this guy's all business <laughs> that he he's not taking any crap from right. anybody like he's here and he's going to figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, that was one of my notes was like. He seemed very assertive in this role. <laughs> very assertive, yeah. And I liked it. Very assertive. So we get in this movie, now our next film, Horror Express, that we're going to talk about there, they're really paired together mm-hmm. more so than in this because they, uh, and we'll talk about Horror Express because they're uh, working in unison together in that mm-hmm. film. They're at odds here, but we do get to see them interacting quite a bit in this movie. What is it? Uh, and it's really the first time uh, on this show uh with these films that they've interacted out, mm-hmm. you know, because the mummy largely silent for Christopher Lee, the, right. the creature largely silent. Mm-hmm. Dracula doesn't say much in that movie. That shows you how great Christopher Lee is. He can just be on screen <laughs> and, and, have and be imposing. And- but here they, they do interact. What was it for you watching this first time seeing one of the great collaborations of the 20th century? Oh, it's amazing. And I feel like knowing who they were outside of, you know, the movies, 
it just makes it so incredible to watch. And I mean, there's there's no doubt why they're such icons. They, you know, just they to me function as great musicians do. There's yes. there's rhythms and patterns. It's like they know their place. Yeah, and they work so well together, and they don't step on each other's toes. And the melodies that they are playing are complementary, and they're not. Yeah. Uh, trying to overdo each one tonal, another. you know with each other yeah they're they're acting together 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 yeah. and it's it's such a treat it is. to watch them um we talked about the gorgon itself we think that's a great great monster what mm-hmm. did you think of the barbara shelley performance because she does carry a lot mm-hmm. of this um i thought she was wonderful i thought she was too i really I did was, i think the whole cast here is really wonderful mm-hmm. and the cast really adds to the atmosphere of this it, it's it's such a eerie atmospheric piece and uh terrence fisher again is all all cylinders of fire and terrence fisher has become one of my favorite directors I know, now, right you know, because it's like you look these great hammer it's, films it's, and you look and it's terrence fisher and you go of course it is it's, it's like terrence almost fisher. terrence fisher month on the, on really, the show it almost really has been yeah it's been very close to that <laughs> and very close to that and good for us right yeah he's he's amazing um before we end this, James Bernard, we, we mentioned the score. Mm-hmm. The score is one of the greatest aspects of this. And he's using a lot of solo oboe. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there is... Solo oboe. Say that solo five oboe. times. <laughs> Solobo. It's Solobo. And uh, I think the score really sells this picture. And oh, yeah. <laughs> great movie scores make the picture better. And this one, I think... Uh, helps the Gorgon punch above its weight in a lot of respects yeah. because that, that music really does set the tone. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the solo oboe really works well in the bassoons he uses. And uh, he'll use like a piano in the in the oboe and then, you know, then the orchestra. Very light on the orchestra, mm-hmm. but, that, but it comes to this great conclusion and, and he really did a great job. He did a great job. We didn't talk much about him and that's on us. Uh, the Dracula score is really wonderful. The Frankenstein score was very good. I think the Dracula score, though, is so good. It is. And uh, this guy really... Hammer just had it going on, I oh, think. Yeah. And, and again, I don't know why this one isn't as regarded. I, I honestly I, don't I know, know people either. like it. Right. You know, but it's when they go like, oh, yeah, Curse of Frankenstein, you know, um, I just feel horror like, of Dracula. I feel like this movie has so much to offer for a horror fan. It's kind of weird that it's not regarded so high because i mean you've got the atmosphere you have the music you have a great story you've got some great creepy scenes i mean horrific murder death scenes too when when they're turning to stone really awful stuff and uh the scene where the guy is turning to stone and writing the letter i was feeling that and it was really chilling me too yeah me too yeah it's just it's such a great movie I don't understand. I, I I recommend this. I give this uh, uh, four snake heads out of oh, four yeah. snake heads. So, <laughs> I do too. So uh, talking about Bernard before we take a, a short break, the, the little motif for uh, Magira, the little yes. solo female voice that would oh my sing gosh, I was know. beautiful and chilling and haunting. This movie hits all of the sweet spots. If you're a fan of horror films, and just want to see something just that's complete, really good, yeah, <laughs> really good and atmospheric. This is the this movie. This is it. I know that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm surprised it's not regarded so high because there are just so many wonderful things about this movie that you know. I think you you have to see this movie. This movie just screams horror movie it to does. me. It, 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 it really does. <laughs> well, we're going to take a short break, but when we get back, we're going for a ride on a train, Faith. We're going to go on a ride. For a ride. I don't want to go on, on a train. train with, we're going with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Well, as long as they can save us. Then. There's a monster on the train, though, Faith. <laughs> I <Ooh>. know. <laughs> I am Dan. And I am Faith. We'll see you on the other side. This here is Junior Watson, Kozak Corner's favorite redneck, here to tell you about my new show on this one here radio station, Junior's Hoedown. This ain't no show about no small ball dance, no siree. 
This show is the down, the down low on the hose right here in Kozak Corner. We're going to be talking about my girlfriend, Shandanice. We're going to be talking about Marcia Mayflower, that who that fills prescriptions down at the Kozak Corner Pharmacy. And because she pissed me off when she threw out my Hank Williams Jr.'s albums, we're going to be talking about my mama. That right, my mama's a hoe. She a redneck hoe. Join me, Junior Watson, everybody's favorite redneck for Junior's Hoedown, only here on this one here radio station, WKE something another. And now, Brother Thaddeus Thump Nugget and Brother Roland Thunder will lay down the good word from the church under the bridge. Church under the bridge, located under the bridge downtown. Funky mother humpers will not be told to go. For two million years in these subterranean caves, a creature of superhuman evil was entombed in a wall of ice, waiting to be free, waiting to live again. Travel with us on a journey into a world where nightmare becomes reality. Are you telling me that an ape that lived two million years ago got onto that crate, killed the baggage man and put him in there? Yes, I am. It's alive. It must be. Travel with us. If you dare, on the Horror Express. Search the train and find it, whatever it is, and destroy it. But if it's alive... I want this kept quiet. I don't want to panic the passengers. The malignant power of this creature is indestructible, transferring its force from mind to mind, from body body. Beast is not dead. I put four bullets into him. You think evil can be killed with bullets? Satan leaves. The animal that you shot was only the host. It's alive in someone on this train. You saw his eyes. One look at them and you're dead. Anything that moves near that door, kill it. Run, run for your life. Hide, but you can't escape. No one can stop the fury and the terror of the Horror Express. Producer Charles Gordon thought himself very lucky. He had a model train and its interiors that had been used in the 1972 film Pancho Villa, directed by Eugenio Martin and starring Telly Savalas. He made the decision to hire Martin to adapt and direct a version of the classic science fiction tale Who Goes There by John Campbell, the story that had been the basis for The Thing from Another World and would eventually be adapted into John Carpenter's 1982 film The Thing. He thought himself even luckier when he signed on legendary horror stars Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee to the film. By channeling some of the Hammer Films' mojo, the film would be able to find an international audience. Peter Cushing was not feeling so lucky when the picture began shooting in December of 1971 in Madrid. 
Cushing had recently lost the love of his life, his wife Helen, and was incredibly distraught. This was his first Christmas without her, and he announced to Gordon that he could not make the picture. His old friend Lee reminisced with him about all that they had accomplished in their previous collaborations, and Cushing agreed to stay. The shoot was cold, and Lee's family did their best to warm Cushing up with their love and friendship. During the filming of Horror Express, Peter Cushing experienced night terrors. It got so bad for the grieving widower that Lee started to sleep in the same bed with him so that he would not have to endure them alone. The results speak for themselves. Horror Express is routinely counted as one of the finest collaborations of their careers and is considered a wonderful example of 1970s horror. Cushing would mourn Helen for the rest of his life. Lee would spend the rest of his life mourning for Cushing. Horror is full of wonderful pairings. Bella and Boris, Freddie and Nancy, Norman and Mother. But none stand above the names Cushing and Lee. This is Victor French. Welcome back. Faith, are you ready to take a ride on a train? I guess so. What did you think of Horror Express? <laughs> I like this movie quite a lot. And can I can I mention, did you pick these like a duel of the mustache, Christopher Lee mustache? Did you like the mustache? Well, he had a mustache in both movies. If you like the mustache, then yes, yes, it was intentional. <laughs> I, I, I thought that to and, myself. And rather bitchin' stashes, too. Right? Right? <laughs> No, but I really, I really liked this movie. I think it was, um, it's very different looking. Yeah, that's that Spanish English that, yeah. independent production. This was made for not a lot of money. As we heard in the bumper, they had the train from the other film and, and the producer wanted to use it. Hmm. And they had Telly Savalas on contract for three pictures. So they threw him in there too. Perfect. And uh, yeah, and then they, they scored the coup of getting Lee and Cushing and, awesome. and the world's a better place. Exactly. I love this movie. This is the final movie we're doing this month that features the two of them together. And chronologically, it's the last movie uh, that we're going to be featuring because this is 72 this came mm -hmm. out. But also, I love it because we have them together now. Yes. And we have them working in unison right. together. And they share most of their scenes together. And mm -hmm. even though there is some animosity between the characters in a professional sense, they do work together throughout this movie. And I think you see the relationship between these two guys shine in oh, this yeah. movie. I'm talking about the relationship that was happening when the cameras oh, weren't yeah. running. And I want to focus on that first before we get into this movie. Mm -hmm. And I love this movie and this is a, a great little movie. So we're going to, we're going to talk about it. But this, this relationship, and we've talked about this amongst ourselves. It's amazing how sensitive this relationship was. You heard that Christopher Lee would sleep in the same bed with him because mm -hmm. Cushing was having night terrors and would be there to comfort him. So, and so nothing would happen to him, but right. When you see these guys in interviews and you hear Christopher Lee talk about his friend after he had passed, there's a real sensitivity and emotion mm -hmm. that you wouldn't expect from men of that time. Exactly. And it's not over the top. Right. But you can tell there's a love there, a genuine affection for each other. I was going to say that it, it takes it takes a, a special person to lay in the same bed with a man in that time specifically. You know, I mean, that, I feel like that's how much yeah. he cared about him. And you can tell it's like, you can wow, tell they cared. And if if you get the opportunity, I will link a video in the show notes to hear Peter. Uh, sorry, Christopher Lee talk about Peter Cushing after he had died is is just sad and joyful all at the same time. Yeah. You can tell these guys meant a lot to each other. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to link another video, uh, Peter Cushing on uh, This Is Your Life. And when Christopher Lee comes out and Peter Cushing just lights up and, oh my gosh, you're here and, and hugs him. And these guys, for whatever reason, the, the movie gods smiled on us and said, you two guys are going to be in 22 movies together. And your relationship is going to really help define this genre, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. uh, I I have fallen in love with these guys I doing have to. doing <laughs> this. I it had happened before, but and which has led to this month. And 
this relationship is so special. And if you're out there and don't know much about them, hopefully this show, the shows we've done this month have helped you kind of get a, a grasp on who they are. Mm-hmm. But uh, look into this because this is really special and unique in, in movies. And, yeah. and the affection between them was very real. And, and it was just two men who loved each other and weren't afraid to show it. Right. You know. And you see it in their actions. It's and, and and I love I love them. I know, and I feel like we've both said recently how Cushing has like kind of become. I know your favorite actor now. Yeah, and he's definitely become mine. But I think both of them really. There's this special place they kind of hold, and it's more than them being actors. I feel like as men. Yeah. You know, they're they the just, kind. They're the kind of men that I try to be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, I mean, and I think as a. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. These are the kind of right. people you can emulate, mm-hmm. and and I and these 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 were wonderful people. These were these are people who who cared about each other, and mm-hmm. they cared about their families, and they cared right. about the place that they lived in the world in general. And mm-hmm. and and they, uh, you know, thank God they found success. You right. know, and, and we get to talk about them and I these know. movies. This is a, a almost fifty year old movie, still bringing such great joy. You know, know. let's talk about the movie. I really. Really enjoyed this movie. This I is a great to... riff on who goes there. Yeah, absolutely. You knew going in that it was a riff on on yes. the thing. So uh, was it pretty blatant to you that it was that it was the thing, or, or was if you didn't know it going in, would you have would you have caught that? Yeah, I think I would have. I mean, it's kind of all there, you know, for you. I'll, and, I'll be honest. The first time I saw it, I it it went over my head that it was okay. that it was riffing on the thing. And I guess I, I already knew, so I kind yeah. of went in with that idea. And, and then then when I heard that it was the they were doing who goes there, I went, Oh, you idiot. Of course that's what it is. <laughs> so I don't want to compare it to the thing from another world or to the thing, because this is completely mm-hmm. its own thing. But uh what did you think of the story? I loved it. And I think what I liked about it the most, it it really rep like we we talked about the thing, how it has that it's you know you're you're isolated. It's claustrophobic. There's nowhere to go. It has that here. You're on a train. There's nowhere. The the diehard element of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but also the the outpost thirty one element mm-hmm. of it too. But you're in you're in one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's moving. Yeah, it has a destination. But you're not just gonna jump off a train. You know. In the middle of nowhere to escape. You know. Right. So it, right. That whole kind of element is there for me, and that really adds to the the horror of it you know and great monster great oh, look to that yes. monster great look i love the red eyes when it gets dark and the red I love eyes the red eyes but i love the white eyes the white eyes are just yes the so burning cool yeah your brain boils and yes. it, it turns your eyes white and and the idea of the images being there like the memories yeah it's just so it's really awesome. cool it's a really cool movie it there's is. some really great stuff in this movie uh the the makeup is great the you know the creature design uh some really grisly stuff in here peter cushing mm-hmm. does an autopsy and cuts somebody's uh head open and you see the brain and i was like i was sitting there going Wow, this is hardcore. It made me uncomfortable watching it, and <laughs> rightfully so. But uh, some really great stuff, and the uh, the whole manner, uh, the modus operandi, if you will, <laughs> the mo of the thing, mm-hmm. for lack of a better, because we don't know what it is. Right. Um, it uh, the way the people's eyes would turn white, as you said, and mm-hmm. the blood would come through, and, yes. and you tell they're in agony and pain, and the assimilation nature of it, it assimilates mm-hmm. you, and I, that to me is what scares me. One of the things is being assimilated into a collective because I right. I value my individuality. I know right. you do too, and uh, that is absolutely terrifying to me. So that is that's working on that. You know what I like what this movie does. What's that? So we do need to talk about the thing and who goes there. Mm-hmm. This creature actually talks. We actually get something from the creature's point of view. We actually get interactions mm-hmm. with the creature and. How cool is that? Doesn't it's so see cool. itself as a villain, right? Right. Just let me go. I'll help you. I'll help you in all these ways. Just and he's going to continue his murderous <laughs> ways, you know. But he doesn't see that because we're children to it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, really wonderful though, and like I love the scene where it's it's ask it's talking to the engineer, and it's like, can you can you get off of Earth? Can, is there metals? Right. Can we build a rocket? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I love it. It's I know. Really, really great stuff. I love that there's so many elements. I feel like it's a murder mystery, you know? It feels like a murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. It feels like Agatha Christie. And then it feels like a creature feature. And then you've got like, is, they're like zombies almost. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's a lot going on, but it's not 
done where it's like what's going on it all yeah. plays out so well it's very uh the word a lot of people like these days organic it's very organic yeah. you know it all <laughs> happens as it as it should yeah exactly so this is widely regarded as one of the great collaborations between Cushing and Lee mm-hmm. and uh, I think rightfully so oh, I yeah. think this <laughs> hits all those horror film elements. And uh, this could have been a Hammer film. Mm-hmm. It really could have. We get to see them working together in this, as we said. It's yep. been building up toward this. And I did pick this last because of this. Mm-hmm. What did you think of seeing them together here? Oh, my gosh. Again, just like the other one, but you have them more here. There is something so special about seeing them. And it doesn't even feel like they're acting. You just you can feel yeah. their realness with each other in the movie, you know? <laughs> Peter Cushing is hysterical in this movie. Oh, he is. There with, are moments I laughed out loud. When yeah, me too. He with was speaking. Not only what he was saying, but some of his little looks. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me. I said it when we talked about the Gorgon just now. I said it's amazing. Here we have another performance from him that's completely different from everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that he gives this kind of jovial performance. At the time in his life when this guy is breaking down, and I've read stories about how bad it was for him. We talked about the night tears, mm-hmm. but it was awful for him. And it wasn't just awful here. It was be it would be awful for 25 more years mm-hmm. for him. And he's breaking down. And he gives this performance in this movie. And, and you really can't even tell that, you know, that's going on. He has visibly aged yeah. a little bit. And you can tell he's, well, of course he's getting older, but you can tell a little bit but i feel like he he came on to the set he performed did what he was supposed to do and it wasn't like okay let's do this again because you yeah. look like you're about to break down yeah you know yeah. i feel like he 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 came to perform and again christopher <laughs> lee kind of gets to play the hero here mm-hmm. and i love seeing him in that role i love seeing he's a guy in real life he had this he, this, this is a guy who had presence and could oh, take yes. charge and i love that and I love the fact that they do work together, even though there's a little professional mm-hmm. rivalry between them. Right. And uh, I love him. I mean, and both of them are so smart. These mm-hmm. characters are smart. I love that the intelligence is celebrated, you know, yeah. and you see them thinking on screen, which is you don't see people think too much on screen. I know. <laughs> you, see, you see Lee think on screen quite a bit. And the little bit where he figures out to turn the lights off. And then my favorite thing in this movie is that he got the lamp. And he put it on him. So because if you haven't seen the movie, the creature in the dark will, his eyes will turn red and will assimilate Mm -hmm. you, kill you. And uh, he puts, he keeps the lamp on. I thought that was brilliant. That was a brilliant stroke in the screenplay, brilliant stroke for the character and just really wonderful and leads to this great conclusion that literally goes off the rails. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Literally goes off the rails. Really, really well done, you know, and and a, a pretty cheaply made like i said they had all the stuff and mm-hmm. they just you know plugged them in but uh i think a really really well done movie telly savalas is also in this tv's kojak most famous for playing kojak uh he plays the police captain it's a very strange performance it that is. really that, that but it doesn't take you out of the movie Mm-mm. because he gets on there and it's a very strange performance and <laughs> Just kind of part of the charm of what this movie is. <laughs> I was going to say you know? it's strange, but it fits so well in the movie. Yeah, yeah. This this movie is really great, but uh, I think this is a really wonderful movie to end the them together. We're going to have a Christopher Lee film next month because we had a Peter Cushing film at the beginning of the month. Next so week. Next week. I'm sorry. Yes, next week. <laughs> hey, we can do Christopher Lee all next we, month. That's we fine. can. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, to kind of bookend. You know, and give him a, a solo adventure as it is. But this is a wonderful place to end yeah. you know, this this jaunt through their filmography. Yeah, this and is amazing. Really, really, really good. What is it? You know, we had an appreciation for them mm-hmm. beforehand. But what is it doing these films this month that you've kind of learned or, or come to really embrace about these guys? Just, I mean, like I said, on screen, off screen. They're amazing, and you can you can feel that through these roles, and you just realize going through all these movies just how talented they were and how special they were. I've come to really appreciate the fact watching something like this mm-hmm. and the Gorgon uh, also uh, because you get to see them together. Right. Nothing feels forced with them. Mm-mm, not at all. Nothing feels forced. There's no mannered you know, performances with them. Some actors, um, you can see them, you can tell they're acting. And I don't mean like, Oh, this person's a bad actor. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not talking about that. I'm talking about like very 
good actors, very good performers, though. But you can always tell. You, sometimes you can tell they're acting. You exactly. know, like I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, they 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 meant to reach over. They meant to have that little tick going on. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you don't get that with these guys. There's a lot of a lot of presence. Oh, yeah. With these guys, and I and I really really admire admire them. And and mm-hmm. this month has really just it, it, and it's what a wonderful excuse to watch their movies. I know. For the show you know, and I hope all of you out there, if you've been following along with us, uh, watch just all of their movies. Yeah. There, there's a reason they are consistently rated towards the top of the greatest horror stars of all time. Yeah, I mean, I mean. <laughs> there's a real reason for it. I can uh, see why. Yeah, me too. I mean, they're just, they're, the word special is the word that pops into my head. Because they're too. just, they are, they're special. Me too. Uh, final question before we take a break. Did you have a movie uh, this week that you prefer? Did you prefer the Gorgon or Horror Express? Honestly, I loved them both. There was something about the Gorgon that was just like, wow. Like, really connect. Like, I really it thoroughly enjoyed watching. I, th- I love both watching both. Yeah. I think it was the story and that creature of the Gorgon that was like, okay, that's really cool because it's not something that we've seen, yeah. you know, that often. I'll go atmosphere Gorgon and just uh, seeing them together though. Horror express. It's, it's, it's a hard too. pick. I mean, it is. It's, it's it a really hard is. pick <laughs> and kind of an unfair question, but you know, <laughs> life is unfair. <laughs> so, well, it is time for a break and this is a news break. So stay tuned for all the fake news, not fit to print. I am Dan and I am. Faith. We'll see you on the other side. statement released to the citizens of the world exclusively through the late night fright, Mrs. Claus has asked the children of the world to leave her husband Santa Claus vegetables or other healthy treats out for Christmas. She says, quote, the old fat bastard ain't what he used to be. He's huffing and puffing as it is, and I'm afraid any kind of sweets are going to put him over the edge. I ain't paying no stinking crane to pick him up and haul him out of some stranger's house. Bastard's going to get what the bastard gets, end quote. Cozy Corner Poet Laureate Rita Hooter Tutor recently released a poem commemorating the year that was 2020. It goes like this. 2020, we are soon to part. Your money is on the table. Eat my smelly fart. Eloquent as always, Rita. Dan, I'm getting word that the Cozy Corner Post Office just released a stamp commemorating Rita Hooter Tutor's poem. We have a picture of it. Look at that, Dan. It's 2020 eating a smelly fart. So beautiful. I'm going to frame that. Finally, Jeremy Bullock, the actor who helped bring iconic Star Wars character Boba Fett to life, passed away at the age of 75. Bullock appeared as fan favorite Fett in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and also had a cameo in 2005's Revenge of the Sith. Godspeed, Jeremy, on the next phase of your adventure. Give David Prowse our best. And please, no disintegrations. And that is the news. We will see you on the other side. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I am Dan. I am Faith. We're going to close it up. Let me ask you, Faith. We've had almost a whole month now of uh, Cushing and Lee movies. Mm -hmm. Their favorite that we've watched? Oh, wow. You put me on the spot. (laughs) I don't know. Can I say all of them? I'll allow it. Thank you. Because that's what I'm going with. Perfect. Well, next week, we have a Christopher Lee solo adventure. We started the month off spotlighting Peter Cushing 
as Van Helsing. We're going to spotlight Peter uh, Christopher Lee as Dracula in 1968's Hammer horror film Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. I like a movie that tells you what it's about in the title. <laughs> right? I like it. So we paired Brides of Dracula with the Universal film. Which one did we do? Oh, wow. I feel like that was so long ago. I can't remember. I did. Oh, Dracula's Daughter. There we go. Dracula's Daughter. Dracula's so we did Dracula's Daughter. So we're going to pair this Hammer vampire film with a Universal vampire film. Son of Dracula from 1943. We should have. We should have thought that. Like We should have. Yeah. <laughs> Starring the great Lon Chaney Jr. Lon Chaney Jr. Played all the monsters for Universal. It's awesome. He sure did. So this is his appearance as uh, Dracula in nice. this movie. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. I'd like to also let you know what we're going to be doing next month. It's a new year new month we've had so much fun doing double features on the show we're going to keep that going next month and we're going to pit films against each other to see which one we like better which one we think uh, works better mm-hmm. that kind of thing so we're pretty excited we got two franchises we both really love uh, first show in January it's going to be a battle of two sequels from 1989 not only two sequels two part five so <laughs> we're going to have Halloween 5 the revenge of Michael Myers going up against a Nightmare on Elm Street 5 the dream child so should be a lot of fun it should be it should be a lot of fun we got some some fun stuff planned i'm excited uh, for next year so thank you so much for tuning in thank you for letting us drone on a little in your ears for a little while if you'd like to drone back at us you can reach us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com we are on instagram at late night fright podcast and faith is on the gram at i'm a normal alien Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all of you out there. However you celebrate, we hope that you are happy, healthy, safe. Give your family our best. Absolutely. And to all interdimensional beings or astral (laughs) travelers who are here in the studio with us or tuning in, thanks. (laughs) There you go. Feels like it's that time, doesn't it? It does. Let's see if we snap our fingers if the magic happens and the music starts. Are you ready, Faith? I'm ready. One, two, three. All right. Well, it's that time again. Time to say goodbye. Thank you all for tuning in. Dracula has risen from the grave from 1968 and Son of Dracula from 1943. We got a Hammer film and a Universal film. We might be doing something right. (laughs) We might be. We might be. Seriously, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you out there. Yes. 2021 is just around the corner. Thank God for that. Thank God. Take us home, Faith. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep keep your your monster monster on a leash. leash. See you on the other side.